Hello and welcome to another podcast. I am Coach Martin Manila from ESL, BusinessEnglishExperts.com and Initial-Impact.com. Lovely to have you with me and thank you for making this podcast the place that it is. Please do spread the word far and wide if you find my podcast helpful or just interesting or controversial. I don't care really. It's whatever you want to make of it as long as it's helping you or making you challenge your way of thinking, giving you higher vocab or perhaps inspiring you to go and set up your own business or how to absolutely nail an interview. Whatever it is, I hope I'm helping. Okay, today we're going to be continuing on another theme to do with toxic people because the response that I've had to the previous uh, podcast on this matter about toxic bosses and colleagues, okay, and even customers has kind of gone through the roof. We're having a lot of feedback on this. So here, let's talk about How do you spot toxic people and how can you ensure that you avoid them or remove the amount of impact that they can have in your life if you're unlucky enough to have to put up with them? All right. So question, do you have anyone who's toxic in your life? I guess we all do to a certain extent. I mean, look, even we ourselves can be toxic at times because part of being human is that sometimes you get things a little bit wrong and we can all go through some challenges and particularly if you've got other issues on top such as perhaps anxiety issues or depression, it can sometimes be misunderstood that that's also being a toxic person, but they are slightly different. Um, And it's very hard sometimes to work that out, but draining unsupportive and difficult people are probably the hardest of life's greatest challenges. Um, Sartre once said that hell is other people. And if you don't know about his works, then do certainly check them out. Um, It was a very interesting uh, narrative that he wrote about that. And uh, I'm not going to spoil it for you all, but basically it turns out that his idea of hell in the play that he wrote um, was three people in a room. There was no sort of burning fires and what you'd expect as the typical uh, depictions of hell. Um, No, it was just three people, but they all had very challenging aspects to them. And it's kind of a very funny and I think insightful uh, piece of writing even today. So, yeah, it can be really challenging, right? And I'd like to talk with you today and speak about how how you can spot, stop and deal with the toxic people who come into your life. Because let's face it, um, it's important that you try to enjoy spending your time with people that support you and that you love hanging out with. But there will always be somebody who's trying to rain on your parade. And remember, that's a nice idiom. Not nice when it happens. But it means a parade is like a celebration and if it rains on your parade, it kind of turns into a bit of a wet washout. So listen to that. It means that it became a disaster. So you could say in business, you know, I don't want to rain on your parade, boss, but that marketing plan isn't going to work. It's going to be a wet washout if we go ahead with it. Okay, so this is how you would use those idioms in business. All right. The main problem, one word, guilt. All right. Okay. So the the topic seems to come up again and again and again. I hear so many of my uh, clients in the past and lovely students who I've coached. If I coached you in the past, hello, lovely to have you with me. Glad you could find your way to me here instead. Um, You know, we find that guilt is a big issue. Does guilt factor in your life? Do you have lots of guilt? Okay, and where is this guilt coming from? So let me give you some examples. Right, we might have um, some examples toxic person in their life might be um, part of somebody else's relationship. So let's say that you are, I don't know, maybe you're involved with somebody in a relationship and they happen to have either a parent or a sibling or something who obviously comes to the package with them in their life, right? 
could be your, you know, your partner's best friend, as we said, or, or something, a childhood friend or relative. But you feel guilty because you don't want to put, okay, your partner in an awkward situation. Okay, so you you kind of like you you feel as though you should put up with certain behaviors from this toxic person and um, that is in your partner's life because clearly you care and love about your partner, or at least I hope you do. Okay, um, so that's one thing. Also, then there's like um, a friend, okay, by like close context, right? So this is somebody who you know you see um, all the time in specific areas of your life. Um, maybe it's somebody you work with every day. So I get this a lot with people who are working with colleagues and stuff. It could be even somebody that you play, you know, soccer with or athletics, you go running with, or somebody who even, yeah, if you're in a, an apartment block, uh, maybe they live over over the other side of the corridor, right? Or then your next door neighbor. And you can feel guilty about brushing them off, um, you know, because you see them all the time. Right. And sometimes we just need to have our own space and that can be difficult to do. Right. So this could be a problem. Also, there might be someone historically. So from the past. So this is someone who you've known like forever from like when you were really, really young, maybe. OK. And maybe you were next door neighbors at some point when you were younger. Maybe you played together. at uh, I don't know. Play school. Right. It depends how far this goes back. It might not be that far. But regardless, you kind of feel guilty. Um, about if you want to sever that tie with that person now. Now, remember, people change, okay? People do change. So this is this is important to know. So oftentimes, these relationships can be casual. Um, and, you know, sometimes they can be pretty bad as well, right? So you end up keeping someone in your life who is a jealous person, maybe, or has a totally different set of ethics. And that is, in a way, when it can become toxic because they are... And you are, to be fair to them, operating from very different points of view now. Maybe in the past you had a lot in common. There was something at a particular point in time and then something changed. Something significantly changed and it was no longer um, yeah, relevant or appropriate for you to still be in touch with that person. But you stayed in touch with that person out of that guilt that we just said, that, that guilt, okay? So we have seven distinct types of people okay so these are kind of the ones to be aware about and to keep an eye out for right okay so a narcissist right okay a conversational narcissist now um if you've been involved with anybody who um is always interrupting you okay um and have you ever tried to talk with somebody who really won't let you get a word in um I was once involved with somebody way back and they were kind of like, no, 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 I need to say everything I need to say or so I forget what I'm going to say. But this is a problem. Um, and often this this person, if they're a conversational narcissist, will just tell you everything that's going on for them. Um, they don't want to have a discussion. Okay, They're not asking you. They don't want you to ask any questions and they don't wait for a response from you. If you try, they won't like it. And they kind of won't shut up either. So um, in a relationship, what sadly happens is often these people, unless they can get help or even realize that the problem is with a conversation narcissist, they're very light, unlikely not to get help, um, will end up being completely self-centered and will never really be attentive to your specific needs because it's always about them 
Um, now, let me be very clear here. If you have somebody in your life or if you yourself are thinking, well, actually, that sounds a bit like me because I'm always telling people, you know, how depressed I am and I'm struggling and this and that. There is a little bit of a difference there. If you've gone through something very bad in your life and you have a problem and before that you weren't perhaps as yeah, going on and saying how everything is, that's more likely to do with other issues. So I, I've got to be really careful when I talk about toxic people. We've got to bear in mind, if we want to be fair here, about what might be going on for this person without just judging them. Um, and this is why I want to be quite clear about there are many different reasons why people might be appearing to be toxic, but look at the overall trend with them, okay? Have they had periods of their life where they weren't like that? Has all the joy been kicked out of them? And is this now why they are appearing to be rather toxic? That's different, and actually that, that person needs some support and help. Um, it's a totally different matter. They might be struggling with mental health issues, as I know myself, or, you know, like post-traumatic stress disorder or anxiety, depression. There may be other issues for that person. So it's really important we try to work that out. But, of course, if they won't discuss it with you or, you know, or it's not a conversation, then it's very hard. Sometimes you just have to even sadly walk away. Um, so this is just really important to be aware of. Um, then we've got somebody who wants to control everything and everyone around them. That's another type of person. They want to be in charge of what you do, what you say, what you think, where you go. You know that person. I've been involved with that type of person. And they absolutely have a fit if you disagree with them. That's a good expression, but not nice again. Or freaking out, right? If we freak out, we have a fit, it means, oh my goodness, we lose control, right? And they won't stop trying to, you know, make you think otherwise. No, they're right, and you should do what they say. Um, I, like I say, um, for those of you who know a little bit about my background from previous conversations, um, have been in a couple of these relationship situations, and very damaging they are too. Um, and in one particular situation, it wasn't just the person I was with, but also their their relatives too. So it was like a double whammy. And in that situation, it was the most horrific kind of torture ever. Um, because, you know, you really love the person you're with at the time, or you think you do. Um, and you perhaps, again, that guilt, hello, you know, oh, you should put up with this because you're meant to love that person. And if you're with a really toxic person, they will even say that to you, which happened in my case. Um, I was told that, you know, if, if I, uh, yeah, if I cared about them, I wouldn't make them choose between anybody here, um, even though I could see that what was going on with the relatives was seriously damaging the relationship that I was in. Um, it was a horrible situation to be put in, so you just stay, or at least I stayed back then, um, and suffered even more damage from staying and putting up with it. And this is, this is how this kind of abuse can happen in toxic situations. Um, and frankly speaking, I believe that there's a part of that other person who realized that this was going to damage things, but either they were incapable of doing something about it, which I think is sad to say the least, because even though it is really hard, it is possible to get out of abusive situations. And if that person had been truly in an abusive situation, um, I don't know. This is only my point of view. I think that they would have made more of an effort to have left that. Um, not to have tried to, you know, make everybody else stay within it as well. It's like, I'm suffering, so you'll suffer too kind of thing, right? So we don't want that. That's really not helpful. These people try and straightjacket you into staying with them and putting up with this shocking behavior and everything, and that's really toxic. 
Um, they will obviously completely freak out and attack you possibly if you try to lead yourself um, because you know it's not good for you. And there is no breathing room at all. Um, in a way, this type of person, sadly, will constantly nag you. Nagging. What is nagging? It means just haranguing. Oh, what's haranguing? Okay, these are some nice vocabs, not pleasant experiences. But if you get nagged or harangued, it's like they're just constantly going on at you. You know, you don't do this. You never do that. Blah, blah, blah. This is toxic. This is not helpful. Okay, it makes it really personal. And if somebody is then struggling with any other issues on top, it can really be very emotionally damaging, and psychologically damaging to the person listening to it. Um, so basically, no breathing room means literally you can't breathe, you can't inflate your lungs because they have a problem with that. In the end, everything you do becomes a problem. You know, you might work with a colleague like that at work, and that's so totally wrong, right? It's like being micromanaged beyond the joke. If it's your colleague, please speak to your manager, try to get some help about this because it's not acceptable. If it's your manager or your boss, you've got a harder challenge, right? Um, if it's the owner of the company, yeah, you might be better off just leaving. But that is wrong, again, right? Because at the end of the day, we shouldn't have to leave our jobs because somebody's making it so psychologically distressing that it is damaging us. But, you know, a lot of things in life aren't fair and just, and you've just got to look after your emotional health, okay? So when you work with somebody like this or have been in a relationship with this person, let's say no breathing room, be careful, right? Because these people, I can totally agree with this, I hold my hand up because I've just, yeah, escaped this. Um, and it's like these people will go after your emotional, your conversational and mental freedom until you have nothing left. And it is a case of just get out while you can. And unfortunately, if you were somebody who has stayed in a situation for far too long, and in my case, I'm talking many, many years, um, it can be very hard. It can be exceptionally hard. But you know it gets to the point where you literally, like I've just said, got nothing left, right? They go after you at every single level. And even I think even if you were dead, they'd still be trying to dig you up out of the grave and still argue with you about how you, you don't do this and you don't do that. They just have no concept what they're doing it seems if they do they don't care and i would say that this type of person is actually probably the worst type of toxic person ever if you're in a relationship with them oh my goodness right okay because you should be in a relationship where it's mutually respectful and caring and these are the people that you expect that will be like that and when you find that you're not with a person like that um you're in trouble you're in big trouble particularly if you've given most of your life to this person to find that this is who they really are so be very careful um emotional people there's another one okay these types of people this is the third type of people tend to suck the positivity out of you or bleed you dry emotionally listen to those words bleeding you dry uh bleeding you dry means usually financially but bleeding your emotions right um, these people always have something sad or negative or pessimistic, you know, it doesn't matter what's going on, they can never see the positive. Tending to bring everyone down with them, okay, and if you're with somebody, um, they might only have bad things to say whenever you see them and hang out, so be careful. Um, as I've just said with the earlier examples, be careful with this one because some people suffering from big challenges in their life can be very... It can be very hard for them to see the positive. That's the point of depression, right? That everything looks black. Wherever you look, bleak, no light. It's like the black of night, right? It's just everything is dark and you can't see any stars in that sky, right? 
But the point of the matter is, is that these people are not on purpose trying to be these kind of sucky dry, right? There's something very heavy weighing down on these types of people. So again, be careful about this. If your friend or your partner has developed this um, and they were previously a different person, try not to immediately think that they are just being a pain or they're just sucky dry. There's something else going on for this person that perhaps you could be the one to help help them get some help all right okay but look after your health at the same time because if you're with somebody suffering from depression or um, complex post-traumatic stress disorder like i have ocd um suicidal thoughts things like that it can be very hard being with somebody like that i totally understand that um and in my situation again um you know you could end up just feeling like yeah you are just a yeah you you are aware that you're not your usual self and that when it's like that, you just want to remove yourself from being a drain on the other people. Okay, you just want to, um, yeah, take your sorry, <laughs> your sorry backside away somewhere where it can't impact on other people. But again, that can be misunderstood as well, very sadly. And if you're with somebody, as I say, who's toxic, like I said, the earlier person, they will just go after you. They will see that as a direct um, attack on them. When it's not, it's actually that you're in a lot of pain and you're trying to remove that pain from impacting on them. So be very, very careful with how we look at people, try to work out what's going on first. Then we've got people who are just drama, right? You might have a friend or a colleague like this. They are always kind of attracting drama. There's something always wrong. In fact, they're a bit like the last one, to be fair. And, you know, once that problem is solved, then another one emerges. So it's, a, it's really about um, empathy or sympathy and support, but not your advice. The thing is, with those types of people, you can offer solutions and help, but they never seem to want to fix them. All they want to do is complain and complain and complain. Okay. Now, again, there can be mental reasons why this has happened, so psychological issues. But if there's none, right, then in a relationship with somebody like that or a business partnership, drama magnets will always be the victims and they will thrive in the crisis because it then makes them feel important, right? Okay. And if you think about it, um, you might become part of their drama. The question is, do you want to be involved with somebody like that? Or do you just want to get, get out of that? All right. You want a simple life. We all know that feeling. Um, and we don't want to be, you know, equally, you yourself don't want to be part of someone's drama. You don't want to be a drama and impact on other people. And also don't let other people do that to you. Try to not jump into their nightmare. Just because they're having a hard time does not mean you have to get sucked into it. Of course, if you're with a partner who's struggling, then maybe you want to support them and swim alongside them. But as I said, it's important, yeah, that you look after your own mental health too at the same time um, and have boundaries, okay? So, you know, try to get them some help. If they're asking you for help, please help them. Don't ignore them or think it's overwhelming and you can't do it. If you don't know how to help this person, then try to research and find help for this person and then maybe put it in their hands and say, you might want to contact this this organization or this and that, okay? I, I feel that I can't assist you, but you can try this. So we can always do something. Um, then we get the jealous or judgmental person. Oh my goodness, right? You might have colleagues like this. And, you know, um, <clears throat> it's very difficult with jealous people because they, they really just hate themselves, frankly. Um, and therefore they can't be happy for anybody else around them. Um, that jealousy appears from my experience to come from, it comes in in many different ways, but it often comes out as criticism or they're gossiping or they're judging all the time. And in a way, 
you'll be able to spot this because with these types of people, um, everyone is kind of awful, not helpful, lacking, always letting you down, whatever it is. So if someone is starting to just uh, sort of gossip about other people, you know, watch out, all right? Um, because this, this person might be a toxic person. And again, you know, I've been involved with somebody like this too. And in fact, um, again, you know, listen to other people. I'm not saying other people because equally they might have their issues. But if other people are trying to warn you about this person saying, hey, hey, are you sure this is the right person for you? Pay some attention to that a little bit more. I know it's hard, particularly if you're in a romantic relationship with them. Um, this happened to me again. So I'm just sharing personal experience there. And lots of people where I was working tried to say, you know, this person might not be the right fit for you. And they tried to give quite subtle hints about this person that at the time I just couldn't hear because, you know, if you're head over heels in love and besotted and carried away, right, which I was way back when this was with this particular person, um, you know, you just, yeah, you kind of dismiss these things. But older and wiser now, I think if, if people were, were doing that now, I certainly have to experience I've been through it. Yeah. You now realize, okay, if lots of people are signaling similar things, it's kind of like worth taking a, a, a closer look at that and thinking about it because you never know what they're saying about you, right? Okay. If they're doing that and gossiping at work, for example, if you hear them gossiping other people, what are they saying about you? Okay. So this is, this is really important to bear in mind. Also, people who are liars, fibbers, uh, fabricators, all right, exaggerators, stretching the truth, whatever it is. Um, now, we all tell white lies from time to time. And these are kind of different, and psychologists agree that white lies are kind of essential to the human race continuing to function. So we're not talking about the white lies you might tell or the small bits of truth that you might omit Okay, as long as it doesn't greatly and grossly distort the entire picture, that's the difference. Okay, um, and you know, I think that it's if you get lied to on a significant level, and then there's one after the other after the other, it seriously, um, yeah, it seriously damages a relationship that you're having with that person. Okay, um, sometimes we we all of us have to be careful with what we are revealing, particularly. Uh, this comes with a caveat here. If you are with a toxic person, you're trying to leave an abusive situation, you may need to withhold certain aspects of truth um, to safely get out of that situation. Because a narcissistic person or a malignant narcissist or somebody who is very damaging or controlling could actually be dangerous to you when you try to leave. In fact, um, the, the, again, the psychological studies on this that um, if you're trying to leave an abusive situation, be, please be very careful if you are. Try to get some help here to leave safely. Um, that is the most dangerous time when you're leaving because this is the time when most people are likely to attack either physically or psychologically or financially or all of the above. Um, and it is the most dangerous time in that relationship to be attempting to, to get out of it, okay? Um, so sometimes we have to tell these lies if we're in that type of situation. This is the problem. Um, and it can really go against your own moral ethics and you can feel really conflicted and guilty about that, particularly if this person has got you controlled in the mind and you think that they, they've almost conditioned you to tell them everything, right? And when you look back, like I do now, and I think, yeah, they knew far more about me than they ever did about them. And it's, it's weird how that can happen. You don't realize it's happening at the time. Um, you just 
will honestly answer their questions. So they're getting lots of information on you, and then you realize you don't have much about them. And then, of course, if things go bad, then they will use all that information about you and twist it in such a horrible way to then use it to attack you further and abuse you further. So be very careful. But yeah, sometimes we have to tell our own um, either just, well, not mistruths, but we just have to be careful how much information we give out. That is totally different to somebody who's outright lying and trying to, like, you know, um, change the complete history of events and things. I mean, this is just a whole other level, okay? So watch out for those. Also, there is somebody who I, you know, calls like a truck, right? They crush everything, right? A human truck is always right. A bit like some of the other personalities I I mentioned, right? They don't take anybody else's feelings or ideas into account. They put themselves first, right? They will just crush everything, um, not realizing that in crushing all opposition and other points of view, that they've got no, nobody left to be with. <laughs> you know, this is the crazy thing. They don't see the damage that they're doing. They don't realize it. They just feel totally satisfied when they've crushed everybody. This type of person see their own personal opinions as absolute facts well i think we've all got to be prepared that our own personal truth like i say is just my personal truth not your truth and maybe not the next person's truth we all have our own version of reality and things as we see it and there should be room to agree to disagree okay um but this type of person who's like a human truck um you know often are very arrogant and see that every conversation in person is a challenge that they've got to beat um again I have to say that the you know the person I was involved with in the past um, had traits of this too, um, always confronting confronting you know um, various different people, people in authority, you know, and needed to prove that they were right and really would like be relentless. That's a good word, right? But it's not so nice if you're receiving that. Okay, constantly challenging authority, constantly challenging other people's expert opinion, constantly, constantly needing to be right. If it didn't square, listen, didn't square, didn't fit okay, with their ideals. So um, they won't see people as equals. And if you are in a <laughs> trying to form a loving connection with somebody like this, oh, my goodness, here's a wake up call. As I found, you start to realize you're never equal. Actually, you are just nothing. You are just a thing. You are an object to them. And you were never seen as an equal in that relationship. And that can be really hurtful when that it can be heartbreaking, as it was for me, to realize that. And realize that what you're in is some toxic idea of hell with this human truck that will just keep driving over you backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards. And sadly, unfortunately, people, we don't deserve to be in those situations and you need to get out again. I know it's hard if you're in love with somebody or you love the job or whatever. If it's killing you, you have to save yourself. Okay. So when you've listened to that, did somebody sound like I was describing there within your head when I explained that? Okay. If you've got someone in your life who you really dread seeing or you fear seeing them, you know, pop up in your life, who doesn't respect you or makes you feel kind of ashamed of yourself, then you just need to say no to them, right? Okay. If you constantly feel you have to save this person and fix their problems, if you feel you can't help them, they don't want to be helped and they won't, you know, get, you feel drained after being with them, you get angry or sad or depressed when you're around them, um, they kind of almost cause you to become like a version of them. You start to pick up their traits. That is called narcissistic personality. Well, it depends if it's narcissistic personality disorder, but narcissistic survivor syndrome, okay? If you've lived in that relationship for far too long, particularly in a, a household, then this can be a challenge and you can end up with 
that. You feel you've got to impress them or you're affected by their drama or problems or they ignore your needs and don't hear no or you're asking for help. You deserve to have wonderful, supportive people in your life. So try to minimize the amount of time you spend with these people. Um, try to not give them any information at all. So when they start to ask you what's going on, what's going on, just grey rock, we call it. Give them very minimal, if you have to speak to them, minimal information. Like, what's wrong with you? You've been quiet recently. No, everything's fine. Just busy. Okay? Or just everything's fine. Try to shut down the, the communication with them because these people will always try to pick any aspect of you, as I've experienced, to try and start a conversation again. And sometimes they will go to very extreme lengths, again, as I have uh, encountered, okay? And these people, yeah, they they have very sad lives and they need to be able to understand that that's what they're doing and get help. But because you can't help them, you can't help them, you can only save yourself, people, all right? So try to reduce the amount of time you spend with toxic people. If they sound like any of those things I've described there, then look at that relationship. Always ask what's going on for the other person, of course, first. Don't just judge it, all right? They might have some other health issues or psychological issues that need some support. But if it doesn't appear that's the case, or it's just not being helpful to stay around in that, then you might need to say enough is enough. Call time on it. Calling time means it's done, okay? Very hard to do if you're, you're linked to them in other ways, but I hope that wherever you're listening, you're not in this situation. But if you are, please know you're not alone. Reach out, get some help. Plenty of online support groups there for you. Um, and if you've been affected by this, then then please do let me know. Message into the program and just let me know your uh, abusive situation and um, whereabouts in the world you are. Be interested to know how far wide ranging this is. Okay. Stay safe, everybody. Please spread the podcast far and wide. I'll see you soon. Sorry to jump in at the end of your podcast, but I wanted to say a big thank you for listening. And if you love the podcast and would like to help me keep them free, do consider sponsoring me. You can subscribe for as little as 99 cents a month to sponsor a segment. Or if you want to do something as a one-off, you can click the link again in the show notes and buy me a coffee. It's a great way to help me spread this word as far and wide as possible to people like yourself who perhaps can't afford to get high-level English coaching but need to access this information all the same. I really appreciate your help and a big thank you for doing so. Also, if you are somebody looking to get into coaching, maybe you're an English coach or perhaps you are another professional. Maybe you're a life coach or you might be a mental health counsellor. Basically, anybody who is in a caring or supportive profession or maybe you, you coach people in different academic subjects, I'd like to feature your podcast on my show and give you a chance to reach my audience. Yes, totally free of charge. All you have to do is follow the links down below in the show notes to find out how you can connect with me and send me your files. I will upload them to the show and you can basically reach my audience and build your own business. There are no catches at all. I'm simply here to offer my platform to help as many other professionals in a related field as myself to reach as many students as we can. And together, I believe we can do a lot better. Thank you for listening again. See you soon.